and this is the podcast, Go Be Great. There's no such thing as TMI here, so let's chat, meet amazing humans, and have conversations about life, confidence, and more without the filter. Come hang weekly as I shed light on the topics we often feel we need to hide as we celebrate the ebbs and flows of learning what being great really looks like. Buckle up, buttercups, and let's go be great together. This show is brought to you by Female Alliance Media, by women, for women. Hey, I'm Amanda German, host of the Honest as a Mother podcast. Join me every week to have an open and honest conversation about what motherhood is actually like. Let's ditch the perfect mom persona and let moms everywhere know that they're not alone. Listen each week on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, hello. Welcome back. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's start off with just a quick little vibe check because I have felt so annoying showing up on social media for the last, like, I don't know, a week, maybe a little bit longer. And that's because I'm just so sick and tired of coming onto social media and explaining how sick and tired I am. But let me just tell you, with that said, this end of the year is really rocking me. It is jostling my titties in a way that uh, they've never been jostled before and not even in the good way. It's like my body is just screaming for a break and it's here. It's the last week of school. Tomorrow's the last. Well, from when I'm recording, tomorrow's the last full day. But let me just say it's rough out in these streets in the land of trauma with students when they say that there is a mental health crisis especially a mental health crisis among children. That is so serious. In no way, shape, or form is that to be taken lightly because it is so, so true. I know it's true with adults too. Um, And also, though, children. Because I can fully say I don't think I've ever had um, a group of humans that like just have no tolerance for other humans being around them. It's really wild to me. It's like a delayed... Like, you would think this would be seen with, like, COVID stuff last year being, like, the first full year we're back in person. But no, this year has exponentially been worse in that way in navigating social and emotional development. So I think that that's the part that really makes me so exhausted. But listen, we're in the home stretch. This time next week when I'm recording, I'm probably even going to sound different because it'll be my summer break voice. And I live my best life in that time. So... Um, that's just the vibe check that I wanted to start off with because there's a lot going on. Like also we had the stuff with the book and I'm creating a guided journal and I'm not saying all this to be like, okay, like shut up back. We get it. Like you're doing a lot. So is everybody else. But it's just that I think that things can get misinterpreted in the social media world. And even as much as I try to show up real through my like PMS tangents that I went on my Instagram stories, this last weekend talking about, I don't even know what that was. I think I got mad at my friend Sarah for texting me just a singular LOL, which honestly I stand by. And there's an alarming amount of you that are okay with getting a singular lowercase LOL text. I can even, I can fucks with a capital LOL text, but a lowercase one, you might as well just slap me in the face, you know? But anyway, I won't get back on this tangent again, but... That's just what had happened this weekend. So I just feel like my tolerance for life is a little bit short-tempered right now. And that's a me problem. And I will feel better once I just get some rest. So 
if you are also feeling like you are burned out in life, especially my fellow educators or people who even just work in schools in general, um, I, I stand with you wholeheartedly because this shit is not for the faint of heart. And I've said it the last like few years, this is really the hardest year of my career. Um, and I feel like I have definitely said that the last couple years because that's what's happening. It's gotten, it's gotten, it's gotten increasingly more difficult um, navigating all of the other things. It's not, it's not just teaching. If I could just teach, then that's one thing. But there's a whole list of other jobs that you take and hats that you wear. Um, and it's a lot. It's a lot. So I hope that this summer break is restful. And I love those um, Instagram stories and reels that are like, tag parents, you're it. <laughs> because I know that that's also really difficult. And it does take a village to raise children. Um, but yeah, tag, you're it. Because I know that your kids are hard. And I just want you to imagine what having 20 of them in one room is like. And that's not even all the kids you teach in a day. So it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. What can I tell you? Everyone's having a hard time all around, I feel. This time of year is tough. The pollen is crazy. There's fires everywhere. Our earth is burning from the core. There's aliens invading. Like, listen, we're doing the best we can, you know? And that's what being great is all about. <laughs> no, but seriously. Something else that's new in my life is that I grew up and got Apple TV. I have not had Apple TV. I've had every streaming service. I, I do currently have them all. And for some reason, I was like, mm, I can't for Apple TV. <laughs> it's just pushing it a little too far. Meanwhile, Netflix has now become like $75 a month. So I don't know what the hell I, I was talking about, but I have been missing out. So I can't wait to dive into Apple TV. Please send me all your Apple TV requests because I am making a running list and I would like the roster to be stacked. I would also love to know, I just really like chatting with you guys, and we're going to get into just how deeply I love chatting with you all in a second, but if there, I would love to know what your listening routines to podcasts are like in the summer. Do you back off? Do you dive in whole ass? Are you like, no, I'm not really, I, I don't listen as much in the summer. I just would love to get a vibe check with you on that because I've been trying to like navigate life a bit and figure out what, what I want to do. Um, with the summertime, I'm definitely going to still be recording, but I just want to see like what your vibe is in regard to like when you listen to your podcast, what is that consistency like in the summer months? Are you a beach listener? Love that. Are you a patio listener or are you like a, I don't listen, bitch, leave me alone type of thing, you know? <laughs> now circling back to how I love to talk with you all, I put up a question box on my Instagram stories, um, a couple days ago. And asking you, if you felt comfortable enough to share with me, um, where shame has shown up in your life. Where have you experienced it? In what degree? In what avenues? Like what lived experiences have brought on those feelings of shame? And I was truly, I mean this with my whole chest, overwhelmed with the vulnerability in your responses. And I cannot thank you enough for knowing that my little corner of the internet and our DMs and little question boxes and the way that we connect is a safe space for you to share that. So I can't thank you enough. And when I tell you these answers were all over the map and then, and then they were also like somewhat very similar. It was amazing to see. And I'm going to dive into this for this episode in case you didn't read the title. I, I'm probably going to name this the shame spiral because I think that that's just where we end up being. It, it truly feels like a spiral. And I'm going to try my best to have this not sound like a Brene Brown 
um, fan club podcast, but because I have learned so much through her work, I am going to reference it a ton, like probably this entire time. But it's because through my own experiences, I've been able to develop a better relationship um, and understanding around shame, which has ultimately led to me being able to navigate those feelings better. So I'm going to share some of my experiences with you. And I also do want to share the anonymously, don't worry, if you're listening to this and immediately just clenched your butthole, don't worry, I'm not sharing any names. But I do want to share some of the ones that I got because I think that they're going to, you're not going to be alone. And I want you to know that you are not feeling like you are, it's just you out in these streets feeling this way and that you're the only one that's experiencing this and that there's something wrong with you because there's not. So let's go. Buckle up, motherfucking buttercups. First off, it is very important to understand the difference between shame and guilt because oftentimes, I know I have done this in the past, interchanging those words when I'm explaining something and that's, it's not, they're not the same thing. So guilt is when you feel like you did something wrong or that you perceived that you did something wrong. Shame is feeling like your whole ass self is wrong that you are wrong in your core and that it's not necessarily tied to an action or something that you're doing. It's that you in your whole self are wrong. That is what shame is. So I want to put that disclaimer up here because maybe some of you are calling it shame and you're like, oh, I just feel guilty about this. It's not necessarily shame. I'm not a bad person because of this. I just did a really bad thing and I feel really bad about it. So I wanted to put that at the tippity motherfucking top so that we could really get a good understanding before going forward because the understanding of the difference between shame and guilt really does help kind of compartmentalize where you're going with everything and navigating that hard part when you're sitting with that hard truth in yourself. And I'm going to try and talk generically, um, but use very specific examples, um, both from what was I saw that was shared that I connected with and from my own lived experience. So Brene Brown, she has developed this shame resilience theory and what's interesting actually if you don't know this about I'm I'm already sounding like it's a number one fan podcast but if you didn't know um Brene Brown was told when she wanted to start researching shame she was told it was going to be like the demise of her career and that it was something that was way too difficult and that it would never go well for her and now look at her you know so that's just another put the little note in your pocket for not listening to the bullshit of anyone else's opinions But essentially, she outlines four key elements, recognizing, naming and understanding our shame triggers, identifying the external factors that lead to the feelings of shame and connecting with others to receive and offer empathy and then speaking about our feelings of shame with others. Okay, so those are the four that I'm going to be circling back to. And when you can incorporate these elements in regard to your shame, you will see that the power that it holds over you is no longer there. It's it does diminish. Now, granted, it takes times. We're rewiring a bunch of these little neurotransmitters and all of the feelings. But these are the four key elements that I'm going to be referencing throughout the episode. First and foremost, I cannot tell you how many responses I got um, feeling shame in regard to family things, whether it was parents feeling shame about the way they've handled things with their children or children, children, I should say, but but people who feel shame around not living the same life as they pictured or that they think their parents have pictured for them. Shame around that. That was a huge one that I got in the DMs. And Although these circumstances are all different because the lived experiences are all 
different very in very various detailed ways the overarching theme here is that you're feeling like you are not living or up to a certain par so to speak because of the relationship with family and that right there that I mean that's different for everybody I know that I felt guilty I didn't think I was bad about it I think that I caught myself in that thought but at first I was like oh I'm 35 I should which we can should all over ourselves I should be married and with a kid because but but why but why as soon as that thought came into my head and I started feeling shit about myself I would immediately keep catching myself and saying but why who says because that's what we're conditioned to think and are we necessarily wanting that really or is it because we think that that's what we're supposed to be doing or we think that that's what other people in our lives want for us and it might not even be what we necessarily want in that moment so I thought I thought that this was thought <laughs> I thought that this was very interesting and family shit is so tricky and it is just a beast in and of itself but I do want the people that wrote in about family stuff to ask yourself that same question are you feeling shame like you are wrong for the what you did like you are a bad person because of it or are you feeling guilty because of what had happened or because of what you know transpired between you and a loved one because those two things are very different and when you can see that it's guilt and you go back to those four elements for example talking about it and showing empathy towards both sides and Brene Brown, again, Brene Brown also says that, you know, shame cannot live where it's spoken on because shame thrives in the secrecy of it. Shame is rooted in that fear of exposing it. So that's what it wants you to do. It wants you to sit and it wants you to hide and it wants you to feel this feeling. However, when you shed light on it and you talk about it, especially when you're talking about it and having those hard conversations with the people that are triggering these emotions or making you feel this way then it can't live there anymore it can't thrive because now you let the cat out of the bag so now you let go of that fear and you let go of that secrecy that shame loves to live with. now the second most common one that I got in the question box was regarding bodies and shame around your body which I can identify with very very deeply um, I f truly felt shame around what I looked like in my body for a majority of my life. And it was truly rooted in I feel less than, I feel unworthy, I don't feel enough, I feel like I am wrong because of my body. And that is shame. Like th not just I feel guilty because I you know don't look like whoever on the catalog who doesn't even look like that anyway. But it's not a guilt feeling. It's a deeply rooted, I am less than because of my body. And so a lot of people did write in with that. So many people did. Um, whether that was LGBTQIA plus people who were saying that they were feeling body dysmorphia on a whole different avenue than what some other people have experienced. Or there are people with eating disorders that have also felt shame around that. So that is deeply, deeply rooted. And when you feel wrong because of the skin that you're in, that takes a lot of work. So I just want to say that, again, talking about it, I cannot recommend therapy enough. I will not get on this episode right now and claim, I should have put this disclaimer in the beginning, I will never claim to be a doctor or have all the answers. 
I just am somebody who is navigating and learning as I go and sharing it with you and hoping that it might help somebody else feel seen. So I wanted to highlight that because, yes, you're not going to just get fixed by listening to these podcasts. And as much as I wish that was the case, it's just not. There's so many other conversations that need to be had. And especially when it is surrounding your body, talk about it because that's where that shame comes gets released. You are showing empathy and compassion for yourself when you talk about it and you are able to change the narrative and rewire the way that you have built this relationship with yourself. And I know I've talked about this on other episodes and I'm sure it's going to come back again, but it is still so true that when you start to speak about how you're feeling and learn and practice how to show yourself self-kindness and compassion, that is how you can start rewiring the relationship with your body and knowing that you are not wrong and you are not less than just because of your body in whatever chapter you are in with your body. If that makes sense. I hope that makes sense. The two other biggest responses that I got were regarding finances, shame in financial decisions that were made and feeling like you are wrong and you messed yourself up and you, which I can totally relate. I was in tons and tons and tons of credit card debt for various reasons trying to stay afloat when I first went out on my own and I the only way that that shame went away is when I asked for help and yes it was a beast and I was embarrassed and it was I felt so much shame and just awful around it like I had totally messed up my whole life and I'm an idiot and like these are the stories that I was telling myself and until I reached out and asked for help yes it's hard It's hard to come out of that, but it's way harder to stay in that shame cycle and spiral and you just end up digging yourself into a bigger hole, especially financially, than when you can reach out for help. And I just, I can urge you all to just be careful about where you're asking for help because yes, there are a bunch of great advertisements for this debt relief stuff, but um, ultimately you got to be careful because there are so many scams. I personally use National Debt Relief and it was amazing. Um, So if you are looking for financial help, I can highly recommend that. It is really hard, but to have a hard handful of years and compared to never being able to climb out of that hole, it's worth it. It is worth it. You are not alone, especially now when life is so much more expensive. So circling back to the family shame too, when I'm sitting and thinking like, oh, why aren't I, you know, hitting these societal pillars that are made up and not even a real thing. But in regard to feeling guilty or shame around not being married or having kids, it's expensive on these streets. It is not the same economic life that our parents have grown up with or and I think that that's really hard to kind of wrap our heads around and it's also hard sometimes for parents to grasp that understanding that generationally living life now is vastly different than when they were, you know, trying to hit these milestones that again society tells us all to hit. But you can still live a very fulfilled, beautiful life without doing that. There's, yes, that's beautiful. And also, so is this. So is exploring the world and, and, you know, not deciding not to have kids is just as beautiful as deciding to grow a family. And those two things can coexist in the circle of people that you surround yourself with. It doesn't have to be one or the other. You are not less than because you're the only friend that doesn't have kids. I felt a lot of shame around that for a long time that I wasn't like up to par or that I was less than because of that. And I'm really leaning into the fact that life is beautiful also. 
and using that word and yes that's beautiful and so is this that's an amazing life and so is going after and doing the things that you want to do in life um in a different way so something else to keep in mind I, I just went off on a tangent let me circle back oh yes and besides financially food was the other really big one and shame around food in your relationship with food has a lot of rewiring, especially when it's tied to eating disorders. Everyone's experience with food is very different. I personally used to be a huge emotional eater and I would feel so much shame around indulging in any capacity, which would then link a poor relationship with food to a poor relationship with movement, movement to a poor relationship with my body. And that hamster wheel took forever <laughs> to get off of. And I still have feelings where those that, the, that thought spikes in. But then when you practice that rewiring, you're very, you can get quicker at, you know, telling it to shut the fuck up because it's, it's, that thought is not real. That thought is not truth. I don't want responsibility for that thought. This is what I really need to be thinking right now. I know I'm rattling a bunch of these off, but I just want you to kind of feel the vibe of community here before we dive into more shame talk because a lot of parents writing in about feeling uh, mom guilt and mom shame and comparing themselves to people on the internet which you guys you know now anyone who like throws out and says they're living their best life and has everything together are probably the people who have it together the least okay please do not feel like we're all a mess out in here okay we're all trying our best and there is no way that everything is picture perfect and hunky-dory because absolutely the fuck not another one I really connected with was feeling shame around doctor's offices because I always feel like I I avoid them and I'm trying to be better at it this year specifically it was a big goal of mine to just make the appointments and do the things to check in on myself and although I feel good let's also make sure that everything's working to make sure these pipes are piping you know what I'm saying so uh, making those doctor's appointments and not automatically feeling this overwhelming feeling of like it's a game and I'm going to lose this game because something's going to be wrong and they're going to tell me something's wrong and uh, it's it's awful I I really do get stuck in this thought pattern as well and I think it's surrounding body stuff specifically and I will say when you go into a doctor's office and they immediately want to weigh you and check your blood pressure and all the things I feel like a majority of the things that you are going to a doctor's office for they don't like need to know your weight I have stopped looking and I have been very vocal about wanting to have a blind way in so if you're looking for language around this uh, and if this is something that you is holding you back from taking care of yourself I will go in as soon as the nurse takes me back I will ask to do a blind way in and I will stand backwards on the scale I also ask that it's not highlighted or bolded on any of the paperwork that I need to give the receptionist for anything and overall I've only had one experience where they did not honor that but overall, they do. And I didn't even know that was a thing until I, I saw someone share it on social media. And I was like, wait, you can you can do that? <laughs> and it's been life-changing and has really helped me get over that hump of just like making the appointments. So if that is you, I hope that that tip helps. Maybe you didn't know that either. But it's life-changing and everyone's pretty respectful of it. Okay, now I know that there were more, but those were the really big ones that I wanted to point out and kind of Ones that I could also connect with and wanted to share some personal experience with as well. So, shame. Let's talk about her. The shame resilience theory. What is it? What is it? Shame is, as Brene Brown says, 
the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love, belonging, and connection. So we all experience shame. It's a universal feeling and it's shared by everyone unless you like completely lack empathy and capacity for any type of like human connection. Unless you are, uh, I don't know, I guess that's a serial killer, to be honest. (laughs) Overarching, very problematic statement. But I'm saying that unless you completely lack all of that want for human connection and empathy, everyone has experienced shame in some degree. And maybe even as I'm saying the word shame, it's making you kind of like cringe up a little bit because it's not easy to talk about. Um, It really can invoke that emotion or a sense of fear or a sense of unease, like even talking about it in general. And for a long time, I felt the exact same way because I was holding on to my own shame until you've realized that the way that it is released from your soul and you don't realize how heavy it is to carry on your mind and your heart and your body until you start talking about it. Because talking about shame brings a sense of control. And that control can help give you the strength to overcome feelings and move forward with our lives. We don't have to hold on to it anymore. So it's a release in such a beautiful way. Okay, so if shame is rooted in fear, then what does that mean? Like, what what does this cause this? So while it's rooted in our sense of being trapped in these feelings, it's also giving a result of unrealistic expectations you set for yourself. So thinking of negative body image and the impact that social media has on that, for example, worrying of regarding um, disconnection with other humans or not being accepted by other humans and you just want to look good and feel good and be fun. You want to do all the things and be accepted by all the people, but ultimately you can't do that. So that feeling and that unrealistic expectation, especially people pleasers, raise your hand. Hi, hi, how are you? Um, there's a lot of shame that comes along with being a people pleaser because you just can't do that. That's an unrealistic expectation. Okay, so how do we build shame resilience, right? So with shame comes fear, blame, disconnection. The sheer resilience is that how you can connect that to empathy, courage, compassion, and connection. So when you can take your fear and your blame and your disconnect and find connection through empathy and compassion and having courage to get into that vulnerability and speak on it, that's how you build that shame resilience. So talking with people kind of like how we are right now, when you are sharing your experiences with somebody, the... It can't survive. Your shame cannot survive in that type of environment because when it's met with empathy, it can't, it no longer thrives. So hearing somebody say, I get it. I felt the same way. What you're feeling is normal. It's a human experience. It's okay. I understand what you're going through can really be the life altering experience that relinquishes you of that shame. And in order to do that, you need to be fully present and vulnerable in your human connection and experiences that you're having. And that's really hard to do because there's a lot of trust that comes with that. I don't just feel safe to be vulnerable around everybody. And personally, if I don't feel safe to be vulnerable around you, I can like you, but we ain't, we're not going to be on the same page, bitch. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't like feeling that I cannot be safe to be vulnerable with my circle and if you are giving me that vibe then you will no longer be in my circle and it's really as as that that's something I used to feel guilt around but you have nothing to feel guilty about when you are creating a 
circle of human beings to surround yourself with that you can feel at peace and completely safe to be yourself and completely safe to be vulnerable. And anyone who is offering anything else doesn't need to be there, does not need to be there. So shame is in all of those experiences that you we have talked about previously in this episode that you shared with me. And even more than that, shame is feeling like you have to hide something. Shame is feeling like you are less than because of X, Y, and Z. And the list can go on and on and on. And there's so many different beliefs that resonate with us and hold a grip onto our souls. And shame and fear often walk together. They're hand in hand. So the fire behind shame is fed by the silence of it, the judgment that you feel of yourself and the fear of judgment that you have that others will have towards you, the secrecy of it. It just leaves it burning in you. And you, in order to do damage control, the only way to do that is through connection and empathy and compassion. And my favorite, vulnerability. Vulnerability is truly our superpower. And I know we probably heard that everywhere, but like for realsies. Now, something I used to like really have a misunderstanding on was that vulnerability should not be confused with like a disclosure or emotional purging. Like it's not vulnerability isn't a word vomit situation. Vulnerability is the weakness in believing that feeling is weak, that if you talk about these feelings that you're having, that you are going to be perceived as weak um, and feeling like talking about that is scary as shit. Don't get me wrong. But it's also the cornerstone of courage, resilience, and problem solving. If you have not watched Brene Brown's TED Talk on vulnerability, I 1,012% will recommend it to you. You can watch it on YouTube. I think it's just called um, TED Talk. And then you can type in Brene Brown, um, power of vulnerability, I think is what it's called. Okay, so how do we become aware of this? We need to understand what our triggers are. And I know that we are, we hear trigger warning every time we open up our phone and go to scroll something. I feel at least on my scroll, I see trigger warnings everywhere. And I love that. I think that it's extremely helpful. But I also think there's a healthy dose that you like should be triggered by um, personally, because if you're not exposed to those triggers, then you're not going to know how to navigate them. So going at your own pace, of course, I'm not saying go ahead and unleash all the triggers on you, but just learning how what they are and how to identify those external sources and then how to navigate them for yourself is imperative if you want to relinquish any shame or lean into vulnerability in a different way. I know I've mentioned being very aware of your body and the things that your body is trying to tell you and recognizing shame is understanding the trigger. So we have to learn how to recognize it physically when we are in the grips of feeling that shame feeling. Sit with it. Don't run from it. Don't try and keep it a secret. Sit with it and talk with it and see how you can find your way through it by naming it and talking with it because when you are able to name it and what's happening in your body and like okay I'm feeling triggered by this I'm feeling like I want to keep this secret this feeling secretive sit with that feeling for a second and talk with it and when you do that I know that that sounds kind of like okay bag what it's a little woo wooey but no it's true that's why I find the power of journaling so powerful <laughs> power of journaling so powerful but journaling is really powerful because it offers an opportunity for you to sit with that discomfort and that physical pain that you might be feeling and shedding light on it and having a conversation with yourself and it's also an opportunity for you to practice that compassion and connection to self and shedding light on that shame that you're feeling as I was dusting up on my research on all of this, I came across something from positivepsychology.com and I thought it was really interesting because 
Pain and it says pain and difficult emotions such as blame or fear triggers can go unnoticed, causing us to react in inauthentic ways and only serve to exacerbate our shame. So I take that as if we are really quick to blame and point the finger, that's often out of fear, which, yes, we all know that bitch that is real quick to point the finger and, you know, not take any accountability. But really, that's shame showing themselves. And that only makes your shame even bigger because you are now externalizing it to other things that it really has nothing to do with when you're feeling triggered and just like throwing it out. Like, it's not me. It's you. Um, bitch, maybe. But like, take a look in the mirror. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so how do we practice self-compassion to overcome shame? You practice self-kindness over self-judgment. So developing self-kindness includes becoming more understanding and forgiving with ourselves. And when we perceive our failures and inadequacies, when they pop up or we feel like, oh man, I'm less than, or you start comparing yourself to others because of that shame that you're feeling about something, then we can, instead of being hard on ourselves, practice self-compassion. Have that conversation with yourself. Recognize that you are imperfect you are a human and that obstacles that we face are going to be inevitable. Things that we do, we're not always going to get it right. And that is okay. That is being a human. That's not meaning that you are innately wrong as an individual. It just means that we fuck up sometimes and we all do. Other one that's listed I think is probably the most difficult, at least for me, practicing common humanity over isolation. So when I am feeling shame and personal inadequacies, I really just hermit myself and instead of sharing the experience with somebody of what I'm feeling I just sit with it and I'm like nope I am gonna be a bother I'm gonna be a burden it's just me I need to just get over it I'm using air quotes so finding the connection when I'm really in it is is key and just speaking on it and you know just finding vulnerability in that has helped tremendously not isolating speaking all that shit this is a big one. M practicing mindfulness, rather over-identification. So a mindful state when you are being aware of something, that's not a judgmental state of mind. You're just observing your emotions and thoughts and you're not trying to interrupt them or deny them or cut them off because that's where shame lives. That's trying to hold something in and be secretive. When instead, you're just, instead of over-identifying yourself, you're just sitting with it and it's non-judgmental and you're able to show yourself compassion that way. By just allowing it to be and showing yourself some humanity, just like you give everyone else. Give it back to you, boo. So I know I just threw a lot at you <laughs> and I don't want it to feel overwhelming. So I'm just going to kind of like recap and narrow this down for you. When we are able to develop shame resilience and work towards vulnerability with empathy and in order to face that shame, the big four things that you really can focus on, especially in therapy, and, and if therapy feels too big and scary, journaling is huge. Talking with someone that you feel safe with is huge. But learning to recognize and understand those triggers of shame, developing high levels of critical awareness about your web of shame. Where are these external factors coming from and how do we deal with it? Being willing to reach out to others and become able to speak about the shame because there is it's everywhere. Everyone is experiencing it. It is a universal experience of humans again unless you completely lack any regard for human connection or empathy which I don't think is anyone listening here that's for sure ah physically identifying where we feel the shame is huge like I feel it in my chest personally and I didn't know this until I started really becoming aware and sitting with my bullshit and sitting with those really hard feelings but I get a tightness in my chest 
I get a really discomforting feeling in my stomach and my shoulders get very, very tense. Those are the three parts where I typically feel it physically and that's when I know it. I'm starting to like needing to take a lot more deep breaths or like I feel like I can't catch my breath or I just feel like that pit feeling in my stomach. Those are my two biggest cues that I need to sit with whatever I'm feeling right now and talk about it from a mindful standpoint because again a mindful standpoint is non-judgmental it's like what's going on what's happening kind of like you're, you're you learn to be your own best friend I know that sounds super like cheese ball queso dip cheese ball city but truly that's how you become your own best friend because you are becoming more aware of yourself and when you speak from a mindful standpoint and it's not judgmental, then you're able to have different conversations. It hits different, as the kids say. And I know that some of this is going to sound vague, but it's because shame is so different for everyone. I feel like, I mean, listen, people like Brene Brown have dedicated their entire lives to talking about this because the intricacies of it are so deep and they can go in a million different directions. So I think that just when it comes to shame, understanding that, understanding it, is a prerequisite in order to change it. So ultimately, I encourage you to sit with that discomfort and really pay attention and look for connection and don't be afraid to sit with it and talk with it from a different standpoint because you are not wrong. That's what shame wants you to think. Shame wants you to feel like you can't talk about it. It's only you that's experiencing it and everyone, I'm wrong and everyone else is right. That's what it wants you to do. So in order to take your power back, speaking on it and finding connection with others and meeting yourself with empathy as well as others and empathy of others as well. um, That's really how we can make the change and live a lighter life in that sense. You don't need to hold on to the shame anymore, especially when it's not something that you want to have responsibility for anymore. Like this is not, I don't want to have responsibility of holding on to this. I need to be able to find ways that work through it. And that's going to look different for everybody. So that's probably why this is, might be sounding a little bit generic, but it's because everyone needs to work through it in a different way. And yes, those top four things that I um, discussed about navigating it are there. Yes, those are the big key points, but how that's going to look for you in the conversations you have with yourself or with others in order to release yourself from that shame are going to be very personal to you. And I hope that this episode is going to give yourself some permission to explore what shame is living in your life and what is triggering it and what is giving you this feeling and how you can start to work through it because it sounds like a beast that you need to, like a big ass dragon that you need to slay. And ultimately... Baby steps are going to get you there. Lean into vulnerability. Lean into connection. Meet yourself with compassion and radical self-awareness. And physically, that's physically and mentally. I'll link the TED Talk that changed my life. Um, and I highly recommend Brene Brown's Atlas of the Heart. In addition to, she also has a special, if you're not like a reader. Um, she has the audiobook version, but she also has a special on, I think it's Max used to be HBO Max, now it's just Max, where you can see her speaking about Atlas of the Heart. Um, And the positive psychology article that helped me kind of refresh my memory on all this stuff, I will put all of that in the show notes. And I just hope that we can all meet ourselves with a little bit more compassion and kindness because we're all just doing the best we can. We all have shame and have experienced it in multitudes of ways 
and you are worth the work to reveal it and not keep it such a secret anymore because when you shed light on it that shit cannot survive and you deserve to thrive my friend so thank you for tuning in please let me know if this has connected with you in any type of way slide into the dms you know the deal um i am not gonna be shy and have no shame (laughs) in saying how much sharing the episodes giving reviews following along downloading the episodes helps tremendously so help me help you boo okay and i cannot wait to connect more through the summer let's get our chichis are you shimmying with me shimmy those chichis yes queen okay i'm gonna stop let me let me just not get ahead of myself don't forget let's take a nice deep breath together shall we in with the good shit out with the bullshit Woo! that was kind of a that was a heavy one we could i could be talking about shame for a whole month of episodes and then some so let's go easy on ourselves we're doing the best we can shake your ass go be great great